Hello everyone and welcome back to the Globe Observer podcast. I'm going to do a different introduction rather than the usual one because this is a different episode. We are not going to talk about career or other things that I usually cover. And also you're going to see that you're going to listen that my voice is a little bit different than usual because I'm really touched by what is happening in our industry and in general in our society. And I can only imagine if I feel like that, what the black community is feeling right now. I think this is such a weird period and it's really sad to hear all these stories by many companies that I and we all have always admired and that now we're going to see them with different eyes. I mean, when you learn about all these episodes that are happening and you, I mean, you were not aware of these things, it's a little bit of a shock, but also I'm grateful that now all these episodes have coming out. So we hope, and I really hope that the industry is going to change once for all now. It has to change And in this episode, I'm going to give you a little bit of insights on some episodes that have happened in the industry related to, of course, the Black Lives Matter movement and what is happening in the fashion industry, what is happening in the dark side of the fashion industry and what is coming out in these days. Most of the episodes that we don't know about or that we maybe heard just once or twice heavy here and there, but that we forgot about them. Now, with everything that is happening, I really hope that this thing is going to change. And I really hope that all the companies and all the people who have been accused so far of racism, of so many really sad episodes. I mean, I used the word sad so many times in this episode because... This is really how I feel. I feel so sad to know that there are these people who still have, who still treat people differently for their race. And I mean, I really can't stand when I hear that people are paid differently or they are given less career opportunities just because they are black people. To me, it's really unbelievable. I really can't believe there are still people who do this kind of things. Many companies are saying that this is based on ignorance. So yeah, I really hope this is going to change and that, yeah, we still, I think, many more people now hope for a better fashion, but in general for a better society. This morning, as usual, I was having breakfast while reading the news of the day and I discovered the latest news that Leandra Medin, the founder of the fashion lifestyle website Man Repeller, will step back from the company from an operational standpoint. After that, readers and former employees lamented the fact that Man Repeller is a mean girl club, both for those who work there, but also for the readers, because they say that the stories are just for and about white, wealthy women. This is really such a weird time and reading this story is really, really, really sad. But this is not, unfortunately, this is not the first publication that 
or the first brand that has been accused over the past week when the Black Lives Matter protests have started. In fact, Leandro Medin is one of the several editors and leaders who have exited or stepped back from publications and brands in recent days. As many readers and former employees question what, what they see as superficial statements that support the Black Lives Matter movement. In fact, it seems that when the brands and the publications have started sharing the now famous black square on Instagram on Blackout Tuesday, all the former employees and all the customers and readers have started leaving comments and basically telling all the things that have happened over the years and that have been, you know, until now, we didn't know about these things. Sometimes some racism episodes have come out over the past years, but it's really sad that we had to arrive to another victim and this protest to make all these things come out and finally maybe start seeing really a change in this industry. It's not just Rian Dramedine, but also, for example, the editor-in-chief of Refinery29, Kristen Barberich stepped back as editor-in-chief after former employees began speaking out about their experience at the company always after the blackout Tuesday. A former employee, Ashley Alice Edwards, tweet, You know what really hellship looks like? Paying your black employees fairly, having black women in top leadership positions and addressing the microaggressions your black employees deal with from management on a daily basis. Also, former employees from Vogue have stepped forward on social media and they have called out both the magazine and its, I mean, Condé Nast, the group company, for pay disparity and internal work culture that doesn't support the career development of people of color. And in a statement to the business of fashion, Condé Nast said that consistent with that, we go to great lengths to ensure that employees are paid fairly in accordance with their roles and experience across the entire company. It's simply not true to say that employ that any employee is not paid for the work. And then the company added that it's working on a diversity and inclusion report, along with a pay equity analysis that will be circulated with all the employees by the end of the year. This is a really, really strong I mean, it's really, really sad to read this happening in the fashion industry. And you know, I think it's really important that we keep talking about these things. And I also think that it is late because if we act earlier instead of just maybe listening an episode or two and then after one day or two, it's like nothing has happened and now... We have to see all these things come up all together. It's really, really sad. And the, the fashion industry and in general, the world has to change. If there is anything that 2020 has really taught us is that the act needs to happen now. We can no longer wait for other violence episodes or the protests or there another pandemic. It has to change and really change things right now. 
I've also just read that the founder Bandu brand, Jen Gotch, has been also accused and she stepped down from her position as chief creative officer. So to be honest, now I feel guilty because I do have a Bandu planner that I got in London in December when I went for the fashion panel. So I feel a little bit guilty now that I have this planner knowing that this brand that I've always admired because I think they have such a good, cute planners. So yeah, I feel guilty now. So this is also the problem is that many brands, many magazines, we are going to see them with a different eyes. It's like when I discovered about Leandra Medin this morning. I've always admired Leandra and I think she is one of... I mean, she has really an image that you can recognize. She has her own personal brand, well-developed. And even though I was not a reader of the website, but not just because I didn't like it, but because it, I don't have the time during the day, so I was not a reader so I haven't noticed this fact that all the stories are aimed at white women because I was not a reader. But you know, I admire the Leandra and her personality. So yeah, you know, you're going to change your point of view on people, on brands, on publications when you know about these kind of things. It's like now that I have in front of me this Bandu planner, I think I might going to change and get a new planner. I don't think I'm going to buy from Bandu anymore. This is so, so sad. You know, I think it's maybe the first time that we see so many companies called out at once. I mean, all the companies accused for the same thing, from resins, from, I mean, paying differently white workers from black workers. I think it's just now enough is enough. We should have act before all these things. Because the main problem, I think, is the fact that these are not new problems. The people need to be anti-racist. It's not something new that has come up for the first time now. So I think the main problem is right the fact that this is not something new. That this is something that we have always knew and that we have ignored so far. We had to wait for other deaths and violence to maybe start moving, start taking action toward a better industry, toward a better society. Also, the founder of the US Women's Wear brand Reformation has apologized. After that, a former employee, Ellen Santiago, a former assistant store manager, claimed that she was repeatedly denied a promotion despite holding responsibilities that matched higher roles in a company. And she maintains the company continues to refuse people of color deserved promotions. And so the founder of Reformation, Aflalo, did what most companies are doing now, saying that they have failed, that they're going to change, that they have to learn, that they have to improve. It seems like every company is saying sorry, apologizing for the things that have happened, for being ignorant, yeah, for having failed for all these years. Even Hannah Winter from Vogue is taking full responsibility for these mistakes. She said in a note to the staff, I want to say plainly, 
that I know Vogue has not found enough ways to elevate and give space to black editors, writers, photographers, designers, and other creators. We have made mistakes too, publishing images or stories that have been hurtful or intolerant. I take full responsibility for those mistakes. Continuing page six, she said, I know that it's not enough to say we will do better, but we will. And please know that I value your voices and responses as we move forward. I'm proud of the content we have published on our site over these past few days, but I also know there is much more work to do. If you follow the account Diet Prada, you have probably seen many of these people who have started leaving their comments and posting about all these things that have happened over the years. In an article on the Oprah magazine, the black model Anok Yai says that black models shouldn't have to educate the fashion industry about racism. Basically, this article has been written after that the fashion editor Karin Royfield posed a photo with Yai with the caption Miss You and she also added that Anok is not a black woman, she is my friend and many people and also on Diet Prada you've probably seen that I've pointed out that it seems opportunistic for Royfield to post a photo while also erasing her identity as a black woman. And like anyone is doing, Rothfeld later issued an apologize. And in an interview with the Oprah magazine in an article, the model said, of course, it was jarring and it was just one of many similar microaggressions I've experienced during my time in fashion. But the bigger point that I'd like to focus on is that the fashion industry needs to become educated and fast. Yet the industry seems to be depending on the black community at large to educate them about black history as if we are obligated to do so. Black models should not have to teach working professionals how to deal with our hair and skin day in and day out. Educate yourself and come prepared. It's your job. This is so true because, you know, you have probably also heard in this, I mean, yesterday there was the Share the Make initiative where white women were giving their voices to black women through the platforms. There were Diane von Wunstenberg who gave visibility to the editor-in-chief of Team Vogue and other white women were giving voices to this black women on Instagram through live sessions. And it's true that it's like the black community has to teach us, I mean, the black history and why all these things are wrong when we should have to educate ourselves. And one of the other problem is that people believe Many believe that this is just a problem related to in the US, in America, and that it doesn't touch Europe or Italy. The fashion commentator Luis Pisano pointed out that also in Italy and in Milan, there are many episodes of ratings inside the fashion industry. So this is not something that is just related to the United States or America, but this is something that really involves everyone. To remain in Italy, Tamo McPherson, a fashion icon, 
that I followed for years that I admire has published an article titled Luxury Brands Should Work With Black Content Creators and she's basically addressing the fashion industry saying that they should work with more fashion content creators that there are many sisters around the world who are so passionate about fashion as she is and that she is one of the few black creators that works with luxury brands and then they is invited to international press events or other important industry events. She also says this work will never compare to the 401 years of inequality that blacks have suffered. If brands work collectively, the industry has the power to reshape society in an anti-racist light. She says that the lack of inclusivity and diverse faces in the luxury arena at the influencer level has created a loss of opportunities for brands because in contrast to a common assumptions, blacks do buy luxury goods. So the fashion industry has been accused over the years of several episodes of racism. Fashion seems to continue making mistakes despite the fact that recently... Some companies have started hiring special figures dealing with inclusiveness. Most corporate organizations lack diversity and this has come up in these days. Which is not the only problem, of course. In addition to having a few or some brands, no presence at all of black people in their staff, the black community also have to deal with other racist situations. For example, I've heard of some stylists who are allowed to borrow just unlimited items for their clients. Or, as we were saying about fashion magazines of unequal salaries, influencer marketing campaigns with lack of diversity, as Tamu McPherson have also pointed out, and in general, minor career and business opportunities. In a competitive sector, which is fashion, where it's really difficult to enter or find a job, Everything becomes even more difficult for black people. Virgil Abloh of Leviton and Off-White and Olivier Ruistank of Balmain are still the only black creative directors of at the most prestigious fashion companies. And according to a business of fashion survey from 2019, only about 30% of the designers who presented at London Fashion Week for spring-summer 2020 were not white a figure estimated to be slightly higher, just 34% than New York Fashion Week. But this is not something new. Already in 2015, of the 260 shows of the New York Fashion Week program, only three with global reach were by African-American designers, Tracy Rees, Public School and Hood by Hair. And if we include smaller brands with an annual turnover of less than 1 million, like Harbiton, Pyramos and Lacon Smith, they rose to just over 2.7%, according to an article from the New York Times. And also in this article, Vanessa Friedman said that the percentage of African-American designers, members of the Council of Fashion Designers of America, was... 12 out of 470. And in 2014, American, African-American students of fashion schools such as FIT, Parsons and Pratt in New York City were 8.4 and 1.9% respectively, according to always this article from the New York Times. So the solution seems simple, yet it is 
still so complicated to implement it apparently from the fashion industry. Hire black people, stylists, designers, buyers, managers, models, CEOs. Value their work like anyone else. Pay them equally. Promote them up to managerial roles. Give them the same possibility. Support them. Encourage them and motivate them. Break down any disparity. It seems like the fashion industry is already started moving towards that direction. Last week, the CFD outlined some initiatives, such as, for example, a mentorship program and an internship program focused on placing black students and recent graduates within establishing companies, training about diversity and inclusion, fundraising activities in support of organizations, and an in-house employment program charged with placing black talent in all sectors of the fashion business to help achieve a racial balanced industry. Also regarding this, Aurora James, the founder of the Brooklyn-based label Brothers Veiled, has started 15% pledge, a non-profit that calls major retailers to ensure that at least 15% of the products on their shelves are from black-owned business. And she has turned the attention and tied many retailers such as Whole Foods, Target, Walmart, Saks Fifth Avenue, Netapoter and Sephora. And Sephora has announced a commitment to the 15% pledge. According to the New York Times, Sephora currently carries 290 brands in the US and only nine of those are black-owned. So Sephora will now open up its connections and resources to make sure that they are going to meet these new initiatives. And so the 50% of the brands inside the store are from black people. Also to mention another episode, Samina Nas has been appointed as the new editor-in-chief of the American edition of Harper's Bazaar, and she's actually the first black editor that will leave Harper's Bazaar. So of course, there are many more other episodes that I encourage you to get informed and get educated about. This is just an overview to know how bad it is this situation and that it has to change now. And I'm really sad that we had to arrive to this point where black people have been murdered in the street and that have to come protest like this to make things happen. So on Glam Observer, I posted last week an article about what 2020 has taught us about the fashion industry. And together with, of course, mentioning the pandemic that was not over yet when these protests have come. The fashion industry is really struggling in this period. But as I said in the article, the themes related to sustainability, which is the consequences that have come from the pandemic, that fashion industry has to be more sustainable, that it has to slow down and that the system has to change. And also this new protest bring to the table that the fashion industry has to be inclusive, but both teams, sustainability and inclusivity, are not new. So if there is one thing that we need to learn from 2020 really is that we need to stop just being aware of these problems and doing nothing and we really need to take the action 
to change the system right now.